This is the Macross Speaker Podcast coming for you from sunny Southern California. Did I get that right? Because yeah. I'm so tired. We're coming straight off of finishing Macross World Con 2016, and everyone is tired. And to my left, I have <laughs> passed out Kisamit. And to her left, <laughs> yeah, Hannibal, new, aka Revan. Uh, I am Syrian. Annika. I'm Kyle. Benson. Jason. C. <laughs> I'm Richard Satellite, also known as Goobaba. I'm Cheryl. And I am Mike in Redlands, now in Torrance. Tom, right behind Adrian. Who is, this time, the host of this podcast and really tired. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. It's only 2 o'clock in the morning? 1 o'clock. 1. All right. How was the con this year? That's what we're talking about. It was good. Let's wrap it up. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Great podcast, guys. It's awesome. Shall we go around the room? Give yeah. our thoughts and impressions of the con? Adrian, why don't you start? And then... um, why, don't we, why don't we talk about, like... What do you want to talk about? The events... When everything happened, I actually missed most of the events because I was so busy hanging out with people. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so not bad. It, it was almost more like like a social gathering than like an event. Really. My event was repeatedly telling somebody when the raffle is. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think everyone had to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, today's events were basically everything was. I don't really know what happened at the con. I was there, but I have my own stuff to do and catch up. So and sell. Well, stuff. it started with Annika's um, presentation, <laughs> which Annika, you should probably talk about yourself. So uh, please go yeah. for it. Yeah. I, I started the con out. Um, my panel started at eleven. We left the house at about ten fifty-eight. Um, yep. So we sped down the street at like 40 miles per hour in a 25 mile per hour area or something. Got there about 11.15. Um, I was still um, finishing the project in the car. And I got there and I and they said, okay, where are your renders? And I said, well, you know what? I just finished putting the last um, audio file to the video. Can we just hook this direct up to the projector and just play it from the preview window? And uh, the sound guy told me, no, I need a complete render. Right now, your panel was five minutes ago. <laughs> so, uh, Oh, the, the also-friendly sound guy. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a story about that. <laughs> oh, I got a story about him, too. You guys don't like Tony? Yeah. What? You guys don't like Tony? Oh, we didn't say we like oh, him. We said also-friendly. Awesome. He's oh, like the messer yeah, like of the con. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he... He treats us like that because he doesn't want us to die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's, and he's ill. Um, yes. He has the VAR syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. So I rendered up something really quickly, as fast as I could. Took me five minutes, handed it to him, started working on part two. And I'm actually really um, surprised at how good the quality was. Um, it was great. Everyone, I didn't notice anything too bad, and everyone really enjoyed it. And um, what exactly was your panel? Right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was presenting a fan-dubbed uh, presentation of episodes 1.89, episode 1, and the beginning of episode 2 of Macross Delta dubbed in English. 
um, made by myself, uh, some of my friends, um, to see what it would feel like if an official English team worked on it. And um, it came out really well. I got lots of compliments. And um, despite the stress that it has been causing me this past week, I, I'm, if I repeat myself, I'm going on, I think, 36 hours of no sleep working on it. Um, so, uh, but that being said, so worth it. And I think everyone really enjoyed it, and I really appreciated all the feedback I got. So, as a lot of you guys know, I mean, I've, I've dabbled in, and done some professional voiceover stuff before. Um, and, uh, I know that Annika's been working on this since January. A little bit, yeah, January. Yeah, so this has been like a ten-month project for her. And she's done all this with her... Is it Mac? Does anyone have a Mac or a PC? I have a PC with yeah. Sony Vegas and Audacity. Yeah, so Sony Vegas and Audacity, a free program. She's doing what uh, takes a director who are getting paid decent money uh, and a sound engineer so and a casting person, a casting director as well. So uh, Annika has basically produced, directed... And was her own sound engineer for this project. And, and like, starred. And starred in it as well. Yes, acted in it. No, let's not forget that. She was Freya. And at the last minute had to jump in and do Mirage as well. And um, I just, uh, as someone, I, like, I'm definitely not, you know. Wait a minute, say, wait a minute. You said she started it. According to you, she would have been Machina. Well, that's true. Well, that's, <laughs> <laughs> she had the way we forget. She had the most lines. Let's just put it that way. All right. Yeah. Just being clear. She wasn't the best character. She started. According yes. to the way you call things out, she would have been Machina if she was. Well, if the she star was, she was. Show. Well, she starred in it. Starred as in a verb, not as in the star. But she had the most lines. Oh yeah, that's why. Right. That's why we pay you to check your ground. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so you know, I, I'm not I'm by far from being an accomplished professional, but I've been in a, in a professional voiceover environment. So uh, everybody that saw it at the con that hasn't seen it, it's fantastic. Um, I don't know if it'll ever be made available online because it's kind of illegal. Uh, <laughs> but um, it was uh, it was it the fact that she did all this by herself. I cannot commend her enough for what a huge undertaking the project is. Um, the fact that when you do it in a professional studio, you get the raw tracks that don't have the voice, so half the work is done. Just split tracks? She had to do it from scratch. She synced up, she got the soundtrack, she got the, own, the music, she put in her own sound effects, and synced them up exactly as the original broadcast version did. So the work she did on this was just impeccable and amazing. I can't, I can't, I can't compliment her enough on the job well done. So yeah, it was amazing. Unfortunately, I was stuck at a booth abandoned by Mike, and I wasn't able to see this. I'm um, sorry. I know. I would really like to have seen it. Hopefully, I. I saw it. It was good. Uh, so how many people actually attended? Was it like a? Uh, you know, I was so busy trying to get part two rendered while part one was playing that I was not paying too much attention. If you guys could tell me how many people were there, I would. I would say it was probably about a quarter full. Okay, because people it was, were still it was coming the, in. People were still coming yeah, in. Yeah, it was the first event of the day. I was told by Doug, I believe, that it was the first, the most 
he's ever seen the first panel attended at Macross World Con. <laughs> That's probably date. true. Even yeah. more than Kyle's panel last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, come on. And I mean, right before, right before you started, um, there was still a line outside yeah. that was like going down yeah. the block. Yeah. Because Mike and myself were late this morning. We didn't actually get in until like ten after one. By the time we wheeled everything in, eleven. Eleven. Ten oh, yeah. Ten, ten after eleven. I'm sorry. Um, I'm like. Me too. I'm channeling Gwen with getting the times wrong. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, um, people were just going. Everyone that goes in the morning, they hit the dealer's room or they're like going out in different areas. So yeah, a lot of people don't usually hit that the the stage. But if you got people, that's pretty good. Um, my question was: Is if it's a true localization of a dub, so who played Emilman Hunter? So. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. No, you, you took, can't see me, but I have I, the most offended expression right now. Yeah, and I came up with that being half asleep in jet lag. Oh <laughs> uh, no, we can uh, tell. You take you you take a real like professional approach from what Mike has been saying, and like you, uh, from what I've been told, you know, you you do have um, some a, a handle on Japanese, so you've actually compared what you heard through the actual Japanese scripts and I remember back in January before I came here you were talking with Gwen over Skype yes and kind of getting his feedback on what so what it is is that I have a very basic understanding of Japanese I can't speak it fluently but I know enough to kind of know what's you know know certain words and kind of get feelings for sentences so what I did is I based the script off of the fan don't kill me for this. Uh, off the fan subs made. Which are all right. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> <laughs> but I went through each line and like double checked uh, that it was okay. Mm. Uh, so I, so I, and I, 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 there was a lot of lines where I made them up completely because I didn't agree with the the fan made subs at all. Well, you yeah. were right in those situations. No, I would agree. Like when you make uh, actual. English language localization. Yeah, you have to add content to make it relevant. To and then the I think it was Kyle who suggested I have Gwen look over it. And this is before I knew Gwen was working on the official Blu-ray subs. We weren't working on it at that time. Oh, perfect. We, okay. We, we did not start on that until April. Okay, so yeah, so he was helping me out with that, and then I went over to Mike's last week. Was it? Mike. He's eating the drink. Oh, Mike. Okay. Right there. Okay, right there. <laughs> anyway, I, I went to Mike's place, uh, who's also helping with the Blu-ray subs, and he made slight adjustments to my scripts last minute. So I'm here. It was. Dude, Mike, where's mine? <laughs> yeah, excuse, like in podcast fashion, beer runner. Mike. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Get no, us all drink. I've been promoted. Sorry, no. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Coke runner. Yeah. So yeah, there was there was a few parts in the script that we changed completely last second um, at your place because right. you had some cool suggestions, and it, you know Mike Mike was a freaking like my savior in this project. Well, thank you. It really helped me out. Uh, we did correct some terms and yeah, correct things and and use the official Blu-ray as reference. Yep. 
I, uh, the Blu-ray uh, subs, yes. Yeah. Um, there are a few things I was confused on how to localize, such as hoina and gori gori. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be hard. Um, I was, I think, originally planning to believe both hoina and gori gori intact, but considering hoina, I think, is supposed to be uh, like a colloquial, like, not colloquial, um, personalized version of height. Mm-hmm. We decided to kind of make that a personalized version of yes. Yeah. And uh, but I left Gori Gori intact because there's no way to translate Gori Gori. No. And that's adorable. Yeah. I just wanted to say Gori Gori. No, you just wanted to say Gori Gori. <laughs> I just wanted to say Gori Gori. You got me. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Because I don't think you would say anything else but Kira for Bronco. Right. Correct. Sparkle. So, yeah. <laughs> Sparkle. I don't, I don't see it. So, um, when you presented it, did you do a Q&A, or...? You know, <clears throat> I didn't get started until about 11.30, when everything was said and done, and my panel was supposed to start at 11. Uh, and they were kind of rushing me out, so they said, you know, you really got to get started. Um, so I really just said, hey guys, I had so much I wanted to tell you about this. Don't really have time. Enjoy. And it worked out. So I, I didn't really have time to. Um, it was a huge hit. Like, yeah. Got a big applause at the end, so it was really, really well done. Um, actually, Benson, Benson has not. He's our he's our resident Delta Virgin. He has not seen an episode of Delta, so that was his he saw first. Point eight nine. Did you see point eight nine? I saw part of it. Yeah. Oh. But this was your first experience seeing it all the way through, right? Yeah, I saw as much of it as I could because, like most people, I hit the dealer room and then I'm like. I have to go see Annika's deal. <laughs> and so I went in there and I was watching it and it, it, it was good. I liked it. Um, I don't know anything about what goes into these types of projects, but, okay. you know, just as a viewer, yeah. I enjoyed it. I was able to sit there and, like, everybody was just mesmerized by it. Like, yeah. nobody was taking their eyes off it, talking to their friends or anything like that. They were just, yeah. they were just drilled into it. And yeah. I liked yeah. it. There was one point where... Uh, the security guard in episode one screams, you know, you know, uh, stop! And I just had Freya said, not stopping! That was great, though. And I had one guy in front of me just start clapping and just yeah. look over at me, and that was a magical moment for me. No, I like that because it was like, yeah, it was kind of the same line that she said in in the Japanese, but you put a completely different nuance on it, nuance on it and it... it it played differently, and it was surprising, and it was good, you know. Thank you. Yeah, when she sometimes she will send me clips, mm-hmm. like voice and stuff. I I had to go change at the times, but I I saw clips before when she was preparing it, and when she sent me the lines from a Vogue and Messer, <laughs> like I was just like, give me like five minutes, I'm gonna like listen to her more to critique it. I'm just actually listening and fan girls all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, the boat was amazing. I know, I was like, I immediately tell her, I was like, I like this guy, this is Bogue. Right. So after that, we had the um, Macross 2 panel, the U.S. renditions, which was... Are you okay? Oh, because I missed half of that. Well, yeah, because I came came and I saw it and it started, and so I ran back in and told Adrian, and I said, "It it started, and he was like, not yet. I was like, no, now they're 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 talking now. 
He's like, no, they aren't. I'm like, it starts at one. I'm like, no, they're up there. They're talking now. He's like, shit. <laughs> you know. Well, that's because, like you, I was up all last night mm-hmm. and the night before making a video that was supposed to be shown, and it didn't get shown because <laughs> I was having problems with getting some footage. But then I worked it out yesterday morning, and I did make a special video message uh, for the uh, U.S. rendition staff. But I was rendering out while they were speaking, so I was stuck behind the table to finish rendering. And then I had to go take it to the messer of the show and explain that. This Are we going to call him messer for <laughs> messer of the show? What was his name? Was Tony. Tony. I had to take Tony, the audio-visual guy. To say, here's the movie, and explain how it's a surprise and not in the schedule, and then get that messer look. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, he is messer. I can see it now. I can see the look. And then he's like, alright, puts it in, and then I'm like, so how should I do it? However you want. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then I was watching the panel. From there, so I actually was there, but I actually didn't get to hear a lot of stuff because I was working on that, trying to get right. it going. So, what happened at the panel that I missed, which should have been the panel I was sitting through? The panel was, I think, in many ways, it was it was very similar to the Orgus panel last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of talking about the beginning of U.S. renditions and how they started dubbing anime, and um, later it was more like how that kind of started everything like really the ball rolling with anime and things and how they did stuff like worked on Ghost in the Shell and um, you know they pointed out the live action movie of Ghost in the Shell is coming out you know um, yeah um, do you have something you would like to share with the entire class <laughs> Um, we were just commenting on how sassy the sound guy was. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, it seemed like as sassy as he was, he was legitimately he there to help. He, was, he knew what he was doing. He was oh, like, no, no. He actually, like, caused one of the events to completely cancel. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I'll get oh, really? to that. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk I, about that later. Like, I mean, he's, he's, he's done it over the years. It's just, yeah, but I say, like, he's messed there as in professional. Yeah, uh, that's why I'm not saying like he was like that's the way I can explain it. Where he's a, necess- a necessity for the con. Okay, or, no, or not there, run. There was supposed to be a um, section of a the, where someone was DJing. Oh, there, yeah. And that the DJ got so pissed off by Messer's <laughs> intervention Messer and condescending intervention. That he just said, "Look, I'm I'm not doing this." Sounds like Messer. No, the yeah, well, yeah, the DJ just said, "I'm not doing this," and decided not to. When I when I asked him, if I want to hear this story. That's basically the story. Well, okay, I, I want to hear the details. So you you know them all. I don't. I don't. I don't that's, those are all the those no, are all the details that I know. Too. Everyone's talking through Macross yeah. Sorry, two, trying to derail the conversation. Okay, so the Macross get, two. All right, get to the good bits. Yeah, it was like similar last year. What yeah, so it was similar last year, and then they um, they talked about uh, specifically working on Macross two, and I guess like the Hibiki's voice actor was in high school. At that time? He had a union name, didn't he? No, I think it's... 
they use non-union names <laughs> for it. <laughs> God, Syrians being like totally Tommy February here. This yeah. is like, yeah. this is awesome. Um, but uh, like, we got a girl in, in the room like, with a Mickey <laughs> wig and a flask. Yes. <laughs> Would you like to tell everybody what you're drinking? Scotch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This um, is how she should be for the movie. Yes. <laughs> what movie? Delta movie. Dun dun dun. Don't worry, it's fine. So, um. It's fine, I was just reading that. Yeah. The. They talked about, um. Jeez. Like, actually, I think it, it mostly. It really got interesting when people started asking questions, because, like, one of the first questions was who did the line. Mosh, it's Hibiki on the phone. And it turned out that it was Hibiki's voice actor. Just being early. Well, no, it was like he saw the like the guy and he was like, okay, this looks like, like kind of like a Sylvester Stallone or like or like Arnold Schwarzenegger type, so he did that type of voice mm. for him. Rather abrupt. Yeah. Well, that was Kevin Seymour yeah. who did what are, what are we passing on? Scotch. Scotch. Yeah. See, we are drinking. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and they, they did they did a lot of talk about Kevin Seymour and what his contribution was and how he was such a perfectionist with everything. So it actually, like, the VHS tapes that they used were, like, the absolute best VHS tapes that you could get at that point. And how they would spend, like, like when, when voices were filtered, like in Ghost in the Shell, yeah. they would, I mean, and filtered through so many different layers, like, they spent two full days, like, kind of backtracking it, trying to figure out how the, the, the Japanese studio had filtered the voices, like, what exactly they filtered them through. Um, and how, you know, he wasn't getting paid for any of this. This was just, this was just how he worked. And I mean, Kevin Seymour passed away a few years ago. Um, if you listen to our podcast about the, um, about the, uh, treatment for the live action movie, it's, that was from his estate. Um, but then someone else asked a question about how, um, they had heard a rumor that the only reason episode six of Macross 2 was made was because of demand from the American side, like from U.S. renditions. They were like, like that the, the Japanese company was just going to let it go and not do it. And then U.S. renditions said, no, no, you have to finish it. And they didn't really deny that and they didn't really confirm it. They were like, well, we wouldn't know about that. The producer would know. Um, but he was saying, but the guy who was asking the question was like, well, I'm asking because episode five looked really, really good. And episode six looked really, really terrible, which is true. But I think the reason that episode five looked really good. And I talked to the guy after, talked to the guy, asked the question afterwards is because, uh, Masami Obari did all of the mecha animation in episode five himself. Yeah. You know, and one of the reasons the characters look different is because it's Obari's version of them, so I think the only reason episode 5 looks drastically better than the other ones is just because you had someone better doing the animation for it, you know 
Um, and then, as the panel ended, and they were walking down, like, walking down to do the autographs, they kind of stopped near me, and I had my amazing Macross 2 moment. Mm-hmm. Which I've told probably, I think, all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I heard it, so... Yeah, I can vouch Jason for was there. Um, so, right in front of me was the actress who played Ishtar. Debbie... Deborah so, Rogers. Deborah Rogers, okay. And I just turned around and said, excuse me, I'm sorry, but can you just please say, take me to the moon, Hibiki? And she was like, okay, take... <clears throat> take me to the moon, Hibiki. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for that, you know. And that... That was kind of my big moment. Did she deliver And what was yes. amazing, she sounded the exact same nice. yeah. as yeah. something that was done way back when. Well, Sasaki Room can do that too. Yeah, <laughs> but still, it's it's just to me it's amazing. Right. Yeah. I, I get the feeling that like I mean last year I got the feeling that the the, the Orgus um, cast had not watched Orgus like at least since they did it. It, with, with this one, I got the feeling that the actors probably watched Macross, at least parts of Macross 2 again. Well, that might also be because they didn't finish Orgus. So right. it's probably one of those things that they just, okay, it's a scrap project, on to whatever's next. Right, yeah. <laughs> Whereas Macross 2, start to finish, they got it out, and they also had the Anime Expo 1992 release right. on it. They had major exposure with that, so I think they would. Yeah, that was one thing that the um, that the Hibiki actor said that I thought was interesting. That he never really thought of it as like anything real until he saw it at Anime. Wait, no, it wasn't Anime Expo. It was Anime Expo '92. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and saw it with an audience, and there was the bit where. Sylvie, like when he sneaks Ishtar into the SDF one, and Sylvie's like, Where'd she come from? And he's like, No idea. And everyone laughed, and he was like, Wow, that's, you know, that's where he felt like it was it was real. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, the, uh, then we got to, um, the thing that Adrian was working on. Yeah. Which was why he was late. Uh, actually, because I know Jason was putting together this panel, and at the same time, Renato was uh, interviewing someone, uh, Takayama, the Hibiki voice actor, for a video interview. And I got that footage, and I've completed most of the 20-minute video, and I, both me and Mike were there when it was recorded. And there was a specific question I had to ask him, a story he told before about... The recording sessions and stuff being left out. So I used that content to make a kind of a thank you video to the, to the cast and crew. And it went off pretty well, I think. I, uh, you weren't there, Mike. But, I missed it. Uh, Jason, how did yeah. that go? How did that come? Like, the, the video. The video? Um, you know what? As soon as it started playing, um, I wasn't actually looking at the video. I wanted to see their reaction. Because before the panel had started, um, David Kifredic had asked me, is there any video for any... And I 
and I, just, I, I knew you guys were working on it late that night, and so I said, no, there's no video. There's no video at all. <laughs> and so he was like, oh, okay, okay, that's fine. And so they just started the panel. And so I wanted to wait because I knew it was going to come. So um, I think I, I wanted to see the reaction as soon as, as, soon as it started. And so the look on their faces was just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Wow, this is... And I don't remember... I don't know if you heard it, but John Fawn, the guy who did the voice of Hibiki, was kind of like, oh, these, I don't, these usually don't end up being all that great or something to that effect. Hmm. But when they saw it and they, you know, midway through it, they were just... They just had this look of like, oh, my gosh, this is... This is great. I've never seen anything like this happen. Or at least it hadn't happened to them. So yeah. to see that connection, that's something that, you know, it, it's one thing when you get a, a, a job doing something. You know, there's very little connection, especially as a voice actor. There's real, no real connection to these other people who did it before you. It's just kind of like, you know, I want to kind of take what they did and I'm going to try and do it and maybe put my own little essence into it but to finally have these two people from other sides of the world playing the same character yeah, yeah. and talk to each other and say yeah you know you, you did it right this is how it was supposed to be and we missed it and you know that i look forward to meeting you guys and hopefully next year it it really struck a nerve with them yeah and they really got a kick out of the comparison of the japanese side seeing like the you know, the American production getting the final footage and knowing exactly what's on screen and not leaving out anything. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of a, for anybody that works in the industry now and then, that's still a big gap. And I, I think they knew this beforehand that, that, you know, they, as they said, they wanted to bring this anime over as more of an art form. They didn't want to just bring it over and kind of butcher it and make it their own thing. Uh, they kind of wanted to keep the artistic integrity of each show that they were doing. And to see and to hear that from them that, that yeah, you guys, you know, you guys kept true to this, you know, in their own words. I, th I think it really, I think it really validated everything that they felt that they were trying to do from the beginning. Well, enough about Mac Rest, too, because I know it's exciting everybody at this late. Stop those shit. <laughs> <laughs> one, one more thing about Mac Cross, too. I, I do want to. No, ask. I said stop those shit. Come on. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Last night, as we were getting ready for the panel, um, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. And planning to do an all nighter. Planning to do an all nighter. I wanted to put on some ambient stuff to, you know, keep us awake. Jason's like, how about we put Macross 2 on? And I was... No. <laughs> no. But enough about that. We'll never pull off an all-nighter with okay, that. And, and, and I do have to divulge this. Honestly, I just said, let's put on Macross 2 because it was like the last thing that was on that whole line of Macross videos and Blu-rays. And I didn't even real I didn't even think about the fact that there was going to be a panel on it the next day. I was so tired. I was just like, let's just put it on because back in the day, and I think Adrian was maybe there for one of them. I used to have these things every Friday night oh, yeah. where a lot of people would come over to my house and we would just 
throw on whatever animal we felt like it, and if we drank enough, we'd put in Macross too, and we would just all try and quote the lines, and it was just a good time. We'd all be like, you know, halfway to the wall and just going at the lines full force. I, I don't need to be drunk to watch Macross too, but that's to you guys. <laughs> so, following Macross two, went into Rune Sasaki panel, right? Yeah. Uh, anybody here? Was anybody there for that? Because unfortunately. I had to get back to the booth because uh, we're selling stuff. But her panel last year was really great. And this year, I know it was more about promoting the uh, Crusher Joe Blu ray box. Right. Although she did do the same thing with the um, Sherlock Hound. Yeah. Like doing the lines for the six year old girl there. Except last year, she just had the script. This year, she actually had the video. And it was in English. But it was like, so you hear like Sherlock Hound speaking in English, and then she does the girl's lines talking back to him. Live um, Yeah, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, like, you know, you were saying about, Jason was saying about the, um, about Ishtar's voice actor doing exactly the same voice. I mean, Rune Sasaki can do it, too, like, after, you know, almost 40 years. You know, I, unfortunately, I didn't get to see her panel this year because right after I had to handle the autograph stuff and everything. It was pretty much like one panel in, one panel, and then they go to the autographs. Next panel starts, and, you know, so there was a lot of movement, and I was just, I couldn't be in there the whole time, so... Nearly all the panels, I saw bits and pieces of them. I remember I remember her panel last year, and her doing some of the voices, and it, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, and I remember catching that, just being amazed at how good these... these I know she started her panel uh, following uh, following up on how she had the donations last year to, right. to the Hikaru voice actor's family and the messages. Um, I yeah, because last year she had a um, she had some donations for um, for like a, a it was like a bouquet right for uh, the parents of um, Aruhiro Hase, the uh, voice actor for Hikaru who passed away. Yeah. Because it was the anniversary, I believe. Yeah. And she kind of wanted to show um, his popularity outside of Japan. Right. And the fandom, so. But yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't able to see the rest of that panel because I was stuck in the hall the rest of the time. And so what followed Ruin? Is that uh, Mari? Um...
Who saw Amari's concert this year? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little we, bit. We heard it. I'm sorry. So the funny part, the funny part is, is um, I took the uh, raffle. I guess <laughs> that too. I, I had a raffle. Uh, so um, for those who don't know, I I own the Macross Fever Pachinko machine, and uh, so I took it to Macross World. So those who never had a chance to experience Pachinko or play it or see. You know, instead of seeing the video that pops up about every two weeks <laughs> on Facebook, that they could actually see it in action. But um, although I did hear a lot of people saying like, "I have never seen this before. This is amazing." Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. And they were they were they were truthful about it. Like, yeah, 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 right. But it's definitely because there's even stuff that you see playing the particular machine that has was not on the Blu-rays. Right. Yeah. There's like little pieces, more more animations and stuff that right. they did not include. Um, so it's really cool to like see it play. But anyway, um, someone, uh, while Mari was singing and we could hear it in the next room, someone, uh, you can trigger different cutscenes. So someone triggered a Min concert and it was just funny because it was the song that Mari had just sung. Really? Yeah. Like, pre like right before huh. you know, she started into her new song. I think it was... I think it was My Boyfriend is a Pilot. I think. So it was just uh, interesting to hear the recorded version, and then we just heard the live version previously, so it was kind right. of an interesting uh, comparison, let's just say. Well, she has a different arrangement live also. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing I did notice about this con uh, compared to the last year's, um, it did seem like the attendance was down. Really? I thought um, it seemed like more. Uh, I mean, it would. I would have to have been in Mari's performance to see because last year Mari's was packed. Right. And people came like for her performance. I think a lot of it has to do is because the same weekend we have uh, Akiba Fest going on. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that is actually getting a lot of attention because today was all professional. Like they had panels from like, Crunchyroll, ADP, not ADP, Funimation, Viz. Um, so I'm sure there's a lot of people that would have came that were there. How come ADV didn't show up? Uh, <laughs> I Gee, I wonder why Central Park Media wasn't there. Was either. Pioneer there too? Yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe next year we can do the ADV Macross Dub Town, <laughs> and then the attendance will really go down. All right, moving on. <laughs> Again, around around that time. Uh, that's what I noticed. Uh, I think it was around just before Mari's performance. I had noticed because where we're at, I could see out in the was that back area, the court, yeah, courtyard, courtyard, and I could see the one one Valk cockpit, which was really huge. Yeah, and I saw basically Kyle dressed as Messer in the cockpit, surrounded by a lovely troop of Valkyrie women. 
Mm-hmm. We got pictures. And I just wanted to like say, F you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> While all of us here are actually working and trying to make a difference, you're showboating. He <laughs> 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 was scowling. Hey, 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 hey. To be fair, I, we were like, pilots, pilots. Master, master. I did so, my work several months ago when I did the banner art for Macross World Gone. Nice, he got uh, you there. That's a burn. Look at look at that look on his face. I can't see that. Look at that. He's all he's like what? I'll say you're right. You're right. By that right by that that like very low blow remark, you are the perfect replacement for getting ugly. Please go in. Now it's getting real. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm I just hope kidding. so. <laughs> I just heard. Uh, but no, I saw, and I actually snuck out at that point to like, yes. see it when everyone was uh, doing photos out there. Uh, because uh, I had to get a look at the machina we had there, which is hard. <laughs> uh, Damn it. And I've been following, you know, I got her on Facebook watching her live uh, you know, scene uh, when she broadcasts and stuff. Not stalker in any way. Um, just appreciation of character and good costuming and cosplay stuff. Yeah, the um, I mean, this was kind of Syrian's Valkyrie team, yeah. and I don't know who I don't know if you put it together or, but it was an amazing group. I mean, it I was. Did. Yeah, you you did a great job. So, like, from... It's really interesting. Like, the first episode came out in January, the mm-hmm. preview. Um, and then I immediately wanted to do a group. And then I started scouting people. Marley, I've worked with her before, obviously. And at the time, we don't know who's having what parts in the first episode. Kind of... Yeah, like, I thought everybody's going to have equal parts. I was like, Mari, who do you like? She's like, I like Makina. I was like, okay, you're Makina then. I was like, there's no question asked, no audition tell them. Mm-hmm. And it turns out Makina doesn't have a lot of lines. So I was like, damn it, what a waste. She doesn't want to get shot, though. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Oh, there it goes. How it's, dare it's you? Starting. This, what I thought was funny was back at Adam Expo, when you came to the PA Works booth, mm-hmm. and you were telling me, like, I'm getting a group together and this yeah. and that, and you're like, yeah. I got a machina, and she and you're basically, and she's got the goods. And I'm like, and this, yeah, totally. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so, it's, it's I'm not so. me. It's it's Molly. She's like, I like machina, and I got this. I'm like, yeah, you do, you do. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you and do. and of all people, Mike didn't even see it. I missed Aww. it because I was running a booth. Aww. Well, I got a picture of them. You uh, bastard. At this point, you were running the pachinko machine. Okay, yeah. so you were saying. You, you got yeah, Mari so first. Yeah, so I got Mak- Makina down. And then um, and then at the time, my friend uh, who really liked uh, Kaname, so she's automatically in. So she's good friend. Like, this, so and I, is this all before? she is awesome. <laughs> yeah, but, was this like before like Kaname became like... Yeah, this is actually okay, before. Okay, so this like, is like between like... The preview episode and the air yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. So like, okay. she, uh, I everybody likes uh, Kamen from the first episode because she's obviously the leader and she's doing all the talks and mm-hmm. so yeah, it's really easy to like her. And then um, my way of selecting members for such important performance is really just like, I like you, you're in that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I got two of them, and then and then. You know, and then there's there's some small planning, some downtime in the middle. And then when I went to Fanime, I saw this Fleia singing at the karaoke contest, and she won second place. And I was like, hey, Fleia, you look awesome. Do you want to perform with us? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, yeah, totally, I'm down. 
And then we start talking about other anime series, and it turns out she really likes another character I really like. I was mm-hmm. like, uh, do you like Gundam C? She's like, I like Gundam C. Yeah. Who's your favorite character? And she's like, Kagari! I'm like, my girl. <laughs> and that's it, that's my audition process. <laughs> and, and it turns out like she has all these things going on in her life. She, uh, she actually got sick a month ago, um, but she sticks through and like, went to all the rehearsals and everything works out great. And, um, and then lastly was Reina. Uh, I performed with her at one occasion and then ask her, same thing, same thing. It's like, do you want to perform with us? Yes, are you in? <laughs> but the, the good thing is, I mean, it's not just a shot in the dark. It's like, I do see some, they're, they're really dedicated. And they're, mm-hmm. uh, everyone's really mature. They don't complain. It's like, uh, let's work on this. They're like, sure, let's work on this. And none of us is really good dancers. <laughs> not, not, to, not to offend anyone, but we work really hard. If you look at our rehearsals, everyone's super in a uncoordinated it's like let's raise our left leg and wait no that's your right leg like you only have two legs how do you get this wrong <laughs> but uh yeah after a month of practice and everything everybody most people work on our costumes like the night before yeah. similarly to everyone and i i was styling the wig the night before and it turns out it didn't work quite the way i wanted and so i had to make extensions out of existing wigs at 11 p.m. I think the wig looks great. Yeah. You yeah, know, I mean, I inspected it when you came in this, to the today, and I was like, wow. No, because you came in, because you were talking about the wig on Facebook. Yeah. And you were saying, like, I'm He was doing Roy. Yeah. Oh, you got Roy. He got Roy. And, I mean, you were talking about the wig on Facebook, and you were like, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful I don't have, like, hairspray poisoning. Yeah, exactly. And so when you came in, I was like, wait, turn around, Let me, can I see the wig? And you were like, oh yeah, sure. I'm like, wow, it looks really good, you know? Thank you. So I'm really glad everyone worked really hard, and it turns out great, and everyone had a good time. I think everyone, like, everyone who came in costume this year looked yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, all of the costumes were... And we're great. Also, there was not a bad costume yeah, there. Also in character, it was great. Right. I really liked that show, like the series, the characters, and really dedicated. It was. It was kind of. It, I thought it was kind of interesting that, like, of the cosplayers, I'd say ninety percent were Delta. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there there were there were. I mean, there was a Captain Global. There was um, there was there were two kids who were like Hikaru and Minmei, or I guess he was Rick Hunter. Um, there was the one kid who was the VF1D. Um, there, though, Minmei was so cute. Yeah, yeah. There were there. Yeah, there was a there was a. Do you remember Love Minmei? There were a few Cheryl and Ronkas. There was a Bossar and a Flower Girl, um, but. Pretty. I mean, other than that, it was like there were so many other people who were from Delta. I mean, you know, we had like a whole, like a few different Walkiores. We had like what three or four Mirages. Three Mirages. One asleep right here. Yeah, we had. uh, One's probably asleep over here. We had more than one Messer, right? One Messer. One Messer. One Messer. One Arad. And one Arad. Yeah, and. uh, no Hayate. No Hayate. I was surprised at that. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're mad at who we picked. Obviously. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's it. 
I, I kind of agree with what Richard said at the beginning of the podcast, where this felt more like a social con than anything. Mm-hmm. Just because everyone was so nice this year, and yeah. I really wanted to hang out with everyone, and we bonded over Delta. Like, it, it, there was this one instance where I sat down with this group of complete strangers, and we bashed the crap out of Delta. We complained <laughs> about the last episode. You're so we, loud. Like, we were very loud. And then this one person came up and, and like, so excitedly sat down and I hear you're bashing Delta. <laughs> and it was so funny because, like, at the end of it, he said, and we finished bashing it to, 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 to hell and back, and then one of us finished, it's my favorite series. And we're like, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, I like, think I walked by you guys when you did that, and it sounded like a loud truck. I mean, it was really- <laughs> 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 Ow. Ow. <laughs> Well, Mike has a story about someone bashing Delta. <laughs> so we're, we're setting up our we're uh, we're still getting the table set up, and this is uh, at a point when I think Adrian was off at the um, at the uh, Macross two panel, and uh, <laughs> there's a guy that, that comes over now. Um, there's the franchise that will not be named that has been selling the. Uh, the skull fighter hoodies, so it looks like the front looks yeah, like the, yeah. the skull fighter, right? Yeah. So this guy's wearing it. And this is the American version. Yes. Right? And he's friends with another person that is in the fandom that will not be named. But he's my friend. Yes. Okay. <laughs> not the guy in the hoodie, but not the guy in the hoodie, but, but I don't know yeah. That. He's friends with another outspoken person in the other fandom that will not be named. Um, but uh, so. Basically, someone older gentleman, probably in his fifties, and where uh, I I had the um, I had the uh, the Delta Blu-rays, and I brought them because um, a couple of uh, uh, friends of mine were going to be there, and they hadn't bought them yet. So I wanted to show them because uh, I have all three that are released so far. I have the box set, and uh, I wanted to show them like our, our credit in the back of the booklet. So I'm showing it to a friend of mine, and this guy just kind of walks over and like butts into our conversation. He goes, "You guys actually like Delta?" Wow, really? <laughs> and uh, I go, "Well, I hope so. I'm working on it." And I show him my name in the the pamphlet, and he like gets this look on his face, like he just smelled um, crap. Wow. <laughs> he gets like, he re- he wrinkles his nose, and he. Literally, and we always make this joke about what we call old taku, right? <laughs> he literally, I, I guarantee I, I'm not altering this phrase in any way. He crinkles his nose, he looks at me, and he scowls, and he goes, I don't like Delta. That's not my Macross. Yeah! <laughs> uh, so, and so I just looked at him, and I smiled, and I said, well, you know what? I go, um... I go, the truth of the matter is, I go, it's not for you, and it's not for me. I go, it's made for Japanese people, and uh, he goes, well, yeah, it's all the people that love that love that love live crap. What? And I go, I go, no, actually, um, I just came back from Tokyo, and uh, there's actually people our age and older that uh, were at a lot of these, uh, I've been to three uh, live events so far in Tokyo, and uh, it's, it's a lot of, there's a lot of guys. Yeah, there's girls, but there's a lot of guys, too. So it was made for me then. <laughs> right? And so I go, but I go, that's Japan. I go, so I go, it's not made for American fans. I go, so yeah, if you don't like it, that's fine. Target audience? Yes. 
You. you. Right, exactly. So he's kind of just scowled and stormed off. And well, then, kind of as an appendix to that, when you were doing the raffle, um, there was a guy behind me who won twice. And first he won one of the Delta keychains. And, you know, he called out his number, and he came and he got the Delta keychain. And he stepped back, and he was like, I don't want this Delta crap. (laughs) And then, like, a few calls later, he won again, and he won the Shitajiki of the Aerial Knights. (laughs) And you handed it to him, and you had a big smile on your face, and he took it, and he was just like, I don't want this Delta crap. That guy's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm glad I handed it to him now, too. I'll happily So, yeah, you got got called a dick. Was that that big Chuck-looking guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> with the long hair. Uh, I don't remember his he hair, but he did have like a yellow Chuck. shirt. Yep, yep. Yeah. He looked like Chuck. Yeah. yeah. Like, I thought you were so. saying chunk. No. But didn't I see what you guys were raffling? Well, it was a mix of, like, we had the Minmay plush, we had. Most of it was Delta stuff. There was some Frontier stuff. Most of it was Delta, so the chances of him winning Delta stuff. I mean, the chances of him winning are low, and then the chances of him winning anything that's not Delta are lower. Right. Right, you know. Next year, I gotta cut it down to one item. That's it. So, then we get into the contests and the singing and the karaoke, which, again, I only got to walk in and out of. And that's all Syrian. But the one thing I want to say before we go into how everyone's saying it was kind of like a more of a social thing, that was one of the things uh, Greg was really trying to do was kind of bring it back to more of a kind of a uh, gathering of friends and a hangout. And I think he pulled it off. Yeah. Um, Whereas that said, I liked last year for like kind of the, the, the feeling that was like really kind of like educational yeah. and enriching in a way. You know, like that, I really learned a lot last year. Well, you know, let, let, let me give you my take on on why it became more of a social event. Mm-hmm. Because we pretty much did most of everything that we've have done over the last several years. I think what it was, honestly, was just simply opening up the outside. I think that was great. Yeah, I think that's was yeah. the main thing that, that changed everything. That I'm sure because yeah. when you're in two rooms and one room is a vending thing and the other one has stuff going on. It's, yeah, it's hard to be really social and more outgoing when you're there's things going on yeah. that you kind of either feel obligated to pay attention to or you know you're looking at stuff to buy and you can't you can't really talk in the presentation yeah room. and the fact that there was an open place where people can just take pictures talk laugh do whatever they wanted I think right. that is what opened opened it up to that. That That's true, yeah. And last year, I think the problem was a lot of people were talking in the back of the room with the stage, and they were talking through the U.S. renditions panel. It was really rude. <laughs> so I think it was great the fact that they had tables to socialize outside along with the food. Yeah. And there were people who I saw who, like, got out, like, went outside, like, pretty much at the beginning, and they just stayed out there. They were at one of the tables and just talking the whole day, you know? But that's where everybody was socializing. Yeah, I mean, exactly. There was even a part where most of the crossplayers just were just started singing. Like right. they were, everybody was just singing, yeah. and then Sarah joined in, and well, other they hear them singing, and the other people were joining in. It was just like a little sing off right there. Right. Yeah, no, I made friends with like five different people. This con, I've never done that at other Macross cons. So that this, this is the first convention, you know, 
I mean, I've been going to these since 2003, so when it was much smaller, it was easier to make friends and remember who those people were, but as it got bigger, you know, there were several years where I'd meet people and, like, I'd hear the name, I, I don't even remember what that person looked like, I don't even remember your name, blah, blah, blah. The, I think after today, I actually met people that I will remember, and so, you know, if I see them on Facebook... I can catch up with them. If I see them next year, I'll remember who they are. There were a number of people who remembered me from Anime Expo, but who I didn't remember. <laughs> so. For, uh, anyone in the quad when the twins came in with their standing ovation? Yes. Uh, yes. So the uh, Ichiro and Gogo, the Ichigogo twins came in as uh, Theo and Zhao. And they walked in. They they didn't walk into the quad. They sauntered yes. into the quad, and every single cosplayer turned around and just started applauding them, screaming at them to come over. And they said, "Sorry, Mari Ijima co- concert," and then sauntered back. Yes, <laughs> those Windermirians. <laughs> those Windermirians. There was not listening to the horn music. Tissue this. Yeah, and they yeah. forgot the tissues. Yeah. <laughs> but there is not one bug. No. Next year. Next year? Oh, I will be both. Oh, really? I will fill that role in. There so you, needs got, to be a you have a whole year to get your, like, leaning forward down. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you say something, you got to do that. Look at it! got to be that voice. So, getting to the end of the show, and that's the performance stuff. Sirian, how did so it go? Crazy. Yay! Let's do it. Let's round of applause. I, I personally think that is basically, like, um... The cosplay stuff, the singing, the stage performance, everything, that is basically what brings everyone to the con, mm-hmm. uh, I think. Uh, I mean, yeah, Mari draws people, and having a speaker, whether it's Tenjin or Rune Sasaki, but it's getting people to participate yeah. is what actually gets people to get there early, do stuff, stay to the very end. Yeah. And because I've noticed, especially just from knowing you in the last couple of years and following you on Facebook, you know, I see that you're going to cons and performing, and like, and other people are doing the same thing. And where there was a time I thought, oh, that would never fly. Like, I didn't see that working, but it seems to be like, like really getting momentum. And I think like, you know, you guys are making a name for yourself, and you know, and I see it at these these events, and the, especially Macross World Con, because we kind of get our own little. Macro, Miss Macross contest, which no one else has. With so. amazing opening act. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so how did it go? I think this year was the best, well, best so far. It's the third year I'm doing it, or maybe the fourth. Fourth, I think. Uh, the fourth. Huh? So, like, the, Mac- the Macross Idol idea really came just, like, right away. The first year I attended when I was in Arcadia, so we got drawn into that into that tiny cosplay contest where there were only five of us. Four four Cheryl's and one Lanka. <laughs> so I approached uh, B or maybe Jason or one of them. I was like, Do you guys wanna have a real cosplay contest? <laughs> and then so the first uh, my cross idol, you guys all know, I as the organizer forced you guys do accept me as a contestant so that I can have a chance to win that earring. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> but um, so I, what I liked about it is just that you know all these cosplay contests out there are focused on craftsmanship, which is very important. But then also I, I just see the aspect of cosplay as in okay, you need to be 
really good at making stuff. You need to like the character, and you also need to look good in that character. So you can't ask someone to be a model, a performer, and a costume maker. So there's different aspect of it, and I, I, for my cross, it's the music, right? So we really need to be bring out the, the culture part, not just the costume building part. So if the series have focused so much on songs, so make it like a entertaining competition where mostly focus on um, performing. And uh, I think as it goes on, um, people really start getting into it. The first year we didn't have that many performances. They had a Annika and Kyle had a skit. That was your first year. That's the first year we're hosting it. Oh, yeah. wow. I, I had a performance filmed the slot, and uh, Jet had a wonderful skit with the space fishing. Mm-hmm. Everybody remember right. that? Yeah. That was the year before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, was oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Because that's uh, when Tendon was okay. there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, after okay. the performances, the he came out and he said, their performances are awesome. So, <laughs> was that the year I performed? Yeah, you did the stage. Oh, okay. you performed with me. That same year with me. Yeah, okay. I don't recall you. And so I think when people start seeing other people doing it, whether it's like really good or really bad, you're like, I can do it too. Like, I like these songs. I mean, I, I drag people to karaoke all the time, and like, they would, they, maybe they like the song, they only listen to songs, but like, why don't you give it a chance, right? You can also try to sing or do your own kind of performance, like do a skit. And in the first two years, really, is the skits that always wins. So uh, I and and I this year uh, aside from Tenjin really likes it and then he even did an opening reading for us that one year. Um, <laughs> one of our judges this year, she's like really big on craftsmanship. She was in the World Cosplay uh, Summit in Japan mm. and everything. She's she told me it's like I really like the performance um, centered stage. Like everybody had their own spirit, and it's a free form. You can do a skit. You can walk. Everyone had to spin, though. Had to spin? Yeah. <laughs> really? Well, this is Norwich telling everybody to spin. <laughs> that was Norwich saying this. Is, I, I just tell him you do whatever you want. If you didn't Sorry, perform, no, you fabulous. had to spin. Yeah, so I think it really represents the uh, Macross spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone shows up what they like about the series. And Delta, regardless if you like it or not, it brings out <laughs> a lot of new fans. And the musics are amazing. Characters yeah. are amazing. Even though the show didn't really do their them justice, not quite. I'm sorry, again, I feel like I'm crazy when I say this, but I really liked it. I really like it too, I just <laughs> feel know? like there should be more, but that's why... Yeah, no, I want more, but... That's why you know. people maybe... Uh, that's, that that was the whole thing I was bonding over in the patio, was how much we loved t- the show enough to bash it. Because I think I can't remember who said it um, on. You can tell I'm the biggest fan because I hate it the most. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, the thing is, when a show is too perfect, like for me, I think Code Geass is really good, like really mm-hmm. complete. Um, mm-hmm. No, nobody really go out to perform Code Geass. It's already right. like it's great on its own. It's, it's got a great ending. When it's Delta, there's so many things you want to say about this character, but the show didn't tell you. So you want to go out there and say Kaname can sing. Uh, what is that? Jinjo, Jinjo. Right. I mean, it's not Jinjo, right? right? So we want to do that too. And Lanka, I mean, Flea, I want to sing a whole Seikan Hiko because I think we should hear the whole song of that. So I think right. that's what um, this show gives the people a chance to do. I don't remember who said it online, but he. I remember they said there's really something to be said about the biggest complaint being to want more. 
from a show. Right. And I, 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 I totally agree. There's always, you know, there's something to be said about that. Yeah, but so, uh, speaking about uh, uh, Freya and Seikon Hiko, our uh, Miss Macross winner. Yeah, Miss Macross this year is Freya. Was Freya singing Seikon Hiko. And which was that Freya? Oh, it's CBB. And she uh, and her dancing was perfect because she did the whole <gasps> dance like yeah. completely choreographed. No, 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 not that dance. dance. Not that dance. You should have yeah. did that. Should have did that. I don't see that. And I um, yeah, and I love the beginning where it was just kind of the uh, Jimmy Waikane Gingano Hatemade. You know, it was like. Yeah, I missed that performance. I liked her little opening. Yeah, like, she's where she was like, like yeah. you know, Did you take this? Yeah, I got the whole yeah. thing on. Oh, you got it? So I'll be putting it up. Oh, yeah, because she started off and she came out and she was like, Welcome to Valkyrie Super Live with Freya. Oh, yeah, she was. Minus Mikomo, Kaname, Makina, and Reina. Wow, look at this big crowd. Welcome to Valkyrie Super Live minus Mikomo, Kaname, Makina, and Reina. <laughs> Kaname and Adad are doing a jellyfish tasting tour of Ragna, not on a date because I don't ship it. Makina <laughs> and Reina are... I don't think you really want to know what they're doing. And Mikuko is apparently at an underwater nudist resort. <laughs> that being said, I have all these feelings inside of me, new and old. Inside my room, just waiting the first stop, and so I just had to sing. And with or without the rest of Valkyrie, I guarantee you will hold the culture of the show. Mina, Junyu wa ikkare, Ginga no Hatemade! When they announced her name as Miss Macross, I, I saw her like look behind her, point to her chest, and then like just crying. break down crying. Right. I zoomed in on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I so to... Phoebe, we love you if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean the thing the thing with Phoebe is I met her first at Anime Expo and I I I mean I'd met her online through like the um the the Delta Facebook group that we have. So um, I think I'm the one who introduced Phoebe to our group. She okay. back when I was working on the Delta dub I posted on a website completely unrelated to it, and she was the first one on it. She's huh. like, I want to be Freya. I'm going to be Freya. And I love Freya, and just know how much I love Freya. And I love Macross and everything about it, and I really support everything you're doing with this project. And I really want to be a part of it. And I'm like, join our group. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, she, she, she was, she's awesome. Because I was, I mean, again, I was at the satellite booth at, at Anime Expo, and she came up. Um, as did a lot of the Delta cosplayers, and I had apples mm. for everyone, and so I yeah. picked up an apple and I just handed it to her. I was like, "Hoina," and okay. um, and she just kind of like gently took it, and this big smile came on her face, and she just kind of looked up at me, and she's like, "Can I?" Can I really have this? <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, go for it." She's like. Oh. Thank you. And it's like, I don't know, like, it, it, is, is she just imitating the character, or is she no, really, no, honestly, she's really that like that. No, no. Otherwise, she would have, like, grabbed it and said, you need to apologize <laughs> to my uncle and to my aunt and to these apples. <laughs> 
Uh, no, the first time I noticed who she was, uh, well, last year I brought the prize that was this year's prize, and it was a display item because I couldn't get it in time to, for you guys to promote it, which was the uh, Rainbow Bear, the one-to-one bear. So it was displayed last year, and Syrian took a picture with it so that she could promote this year's prize. And when you put it up in the last few weeks, she commented, she wanted it so bad. And I was like, oh, well, I hope she wins because she seems to really want it. And then when I went in at, during, uh, at the end, when everyone's taking the photos, I saw it. She was like, who has it? Who has it? That's awesome. And she had it. And I went up to say, oh, so you want it. I saw your post. And so, yeah, I really want it. And I, I thought I could see her start to tear up. I'm like, oh, I better get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I just made her upset. Um, but yeah, I was just telling her, like, oh yeah, just to let you know, this is a prize donated on behalf of the Speaker Podcast uh, for the con, and I'm really happy to see that somebody that really wanted, wanted it got it, so yeah, please take care of it. Yeah, she's probably like that guy in the yellow shirt, like, as soon as she got it, she's like, I didn't want this, like, Ronka bear. You, you guys are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I saw that you guys had a little bit of... Uh, Technical difficulties. Which yeah, adorable. which is really yeah. funny. Um, so we we were there at nine a.m. this morning to do a sound check and a rehearsal. But when we get there, uh, when we got there, the sound was not ready. Uh, and then mm-hmm. so we were just doing our own rehearsal with my Bluetooth speaker on, on the stage. And then when it was like eleven, is what the call was about to start. We finally had some music, which is still not a sound check. It's just there's just music playing. The mic was not tuned and everything. Um, so we were doing rehearsal with the people with the people at the registration coming in, <laughs> and and Dude. so we never really got around to get our mics to how we like it. And when we uh, finally got on stage, we got the mics to us, and uh, we, we, all I could do is like make sure your mics are turned on. And then when it's turned on, it's, it wasn't five mics, right? It's a little difficult, but uh, three of them wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> So what we were about to say, it was like the Valkyrie um, intro music, right? Yeah. Supposedly we will go around and say our lines and then blah, blah, blah. And then the mics weren't working. Yeah, you guys are like, it was the whole, <coughs> music is mystery. Yeah. And then like, some of the music is all. You know what? It, it, it was so good that I I thought this was actually part of the show. Uh, yeah, no, I, I popped for a second. So yeah. well, I had no clue if she was. I mean, I knew there was something wrong with the mics, but I thought this was like supposed to be part of it. Uh, yeah, but see, if it was a skit, Syrian would have came back tied up. Yes. <laughs> I was kind of sad that, that there like was no tied up Mikomo. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to see a tied up Mikomo. Next year. Your own chair and everything. You're going to be like, I'm going as tied up Mikomo, and I think every guy's going to come as Roy. Yes. <laughs> I know I would. That's, okay. That's one way to get people to come to con. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> oh, I do want to make a shout out to Annabelle. So it was like two weeks ago when I was planning the performance, and, it's like, and then the girls were like, we want a break between the first and the second song. I'm just like, dear bitches. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a good idea. And so I was originally thinking that the MC do some talks, but it's it's not gonna, it's gonna be too much work on him. So I was like, maybe we should play a video. I can't make any videos. My friend makes videos. I was like, Edible, make a video in the middle 
about a minute or two minutes long, like bells and drum, high singing, <laughs> dog fights, and then he like gave me gave me the video like in two days. Nice. It was like awesome. Wow. It, it would have been earlier, but I have to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, work gets in the way. Damn. Next time I gotta make a video, I'm gonna have you do it. Yeah, exactly. and then I think it was a great I'd, session. I'd, I'd do it as long as it's I. Not I'm like you had a paper due. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Thanks to him, it's a great transition to Iganai Borderline, and I think we uh, Ali taught us to dance. It was a really good dance, I think. Um, and if we do it next year, we'll do it again. So oh, let me can I, can I add to this? Yeah. The, the I made a um, just like a little sample of what she wanted. She texted me a paragraph of what she wanted. I was like, okay, I'll do it exactly the way you want it. So I gave it to her. I sent it to her. She watches it, and then. You give me a very detailed explanation yeah, from, from, <laughs> from like oh um zero zero twenty one to zero zero forty two. You know, I was just like okay, cool, and then this and this and this, and I was like okay, cool. Um, that's what's good. I was just like, and I did it within like a few minutes, and I was like okay, I'm done. And she te- and she messaged me back like you're done already. Which you did a really good job at. Directing of what she wanted. You know, that's like mm-hmm. stuff I had to do for my fandom. Good, great job. <laughs> but she did it so detailedly. I did it like in a few seconds, like or a few minutes. I was just like, okay, that, 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 that. There you go. Yeah, that's a sign of a good director. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Because this guy told a story in the beginning about how I give exactly <laughs> detailed information <laughs> on what I want yeah. from point A to point B, <laughs> and I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an echo in here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. During the uh, U.S. Renditions panel, Gwyn got a shout-out. Yes, oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> they were talking about special moments with their careers at Macross, yeah. and David Keith Riddick was saying how he recently was in Japan, and that um, he was contacted by Gwyn Campbell, and Gwyn had gave him advice on... You know, Macross thinks to hit, and he hit the one one Valkyrie over by uh, Skytree, Solomachi building. And he said it was like a really special moment to see something that was one-to-one scale on display that had to do with the franchise he actually worked on, you know. Um, and that's exactly a valid point, because Macross 2 was part of the franchise, and... Uh, <laughs> Even Kawamori said so. That is true, that is true. But, uh, yeah, Wayne got a shout-out to everyone that was sitting there. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool, and it wasn't planned. <laughs> but um, I think that's pretty much the whole show. It was clean up, and then dinner after that. Shout yeah. out to Norge and his fabulous oh, typhoon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, Norge always knocks it out the park. Yeah. Every year. Like, yes. The stuff he comes up with, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he came out dressed as typhoon in this in the purple suit. And, uh, and he was like being the the MC, and he was doing it in character. Yeah, you know? I can't believe he didn't get like Syrian's flask. And yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I know. He had, in, like the last part, you know, the last uh, the end segments, he starts drinking from a flask. Uh, right. <laughs> another shout out to my friend Lionel who brought the cockpit. Yeah. That really oh, draws yeah. a lot of people. People mm-hmm. really enjoy it. There, there's something like if they somehow don't want to go into panels or done or waiting for other things, take pictures with the cockpit. Yeah, it's I guess Lionel Lum, right? Yes. And, I mean, if you've been in the fandom, I've been in it because I've been going to con since Anime Expo 92. No, uh, Anime Con 92. Anime and Con. And then yeah. turn to Anime Expo. Uh, he is known. Like, everyone yes. knows him for art to now crafting stuff. And, I mean... 
he's really it's kind of you can't really say like he's a un, like a unsung hero but everyone knows him yeah um even as far back as like late late 80s mm-hmm. 90s I've actually met him once but I mean even I know when his name's attached I know mm-hmm. quality's gonna follow yeah so I'm just gonna go He's into super nice too. Yeah. So, so I'll go into the final thoughts. Oh, um, so can somebody speak on behalf of Hisame because she's uh, she's sleeping. Oh. sleeping so. I think I think Hisame really bonded with uh, Emily, which is the flea in my group today. Um, Emily speaks um, almost fluent Japanese. They were really having a, having a bonding moment without without Hayate there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I really because because Hisame actually had two costumes today. First, yeah. she came out as like Mirage mm-hmm. with like this amazing jacket, Ooh, which yeah, was like, handmade. <laughs> and um, and then like halfway through the con, she disappeared, and then she came back as Mirage. The wearing costume. the Mikomo costume, like from the um, the extra from the from the from the volume two extra, yeah. and uh, but it's the it's the Mirage colors. It's the Mirage colors, yeah. but it's the Mikomo design. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, looked great in both of those. And but I'm really sad because at one point I was like, okay, I need to get a picture with Serena's Mikomo and and yeah, well. Yeah, I'm gonna explain why. With and Hisame as as like Walkure Mirage, and so I mentioned it to Siri, and she was like, "Yeah, do it now. Get get her right now." And so I ran back in, and Mari Jima's show had ended, and there was like the line for the autographs that was going all around the auditorium, and Hisame was near the back of it, <laughs> not at the back of it. I mean, there were still about like. <clears throat> 10 or 15 people behind her but she was like not close to the end I was like okay this is not going to happen oh, you yeah. know well good for so, Mari yeah. yeah and he's only won the best cosplay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really nice yeah. yeah. oh I feel like was she the boss of this cream oh or, my god <laughs> right. that was awesome Hi-ya! thank you <laughs> Well, 
Kisame is the world's best Basura cosplayer. There is no one who is better in the world. Thank you. Yep. So, real quick, just to go back to um, your concert, Syrian. So, just uh, for those, did, have you seen any reviews for like the actual, like the Volcure Live? I only talked to Adrian about it. Like I was, I was actually curious how Juno is like live. That's all. <laughs> so, so I don't know about the reviews. Well, the reason I asked is because that video that you talked about—that's exactly what they do at the live. Similar, yeah. very similar. They do like a thing, a setup. They do a song, uh, and then they'll show like a video, and then they do more singing. So like that's like straight out of a. Valkyrie live concert. That happens so far. Except for you need uh, like the uh, what do they call the extra dancers? Oh yeah, the backup bar dancers. You need the backup bar dancers that are basically in black trash bags to represent the bar. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they represent people that are barred out, and they're like doing like this like interpretive Alvin Ailey dance. If anybody knows what that is, they're like these inverted hand movements. Uh It's it's the weirdest thing you've ever seen. (laughs) In black trash bags. Yeah. And then they take That's it off, easy. and then they're all wearing white. Yeah. Um, one one thing, one more thing that I want to add is that I was really kind of grateful um, that Sean from Macross World, the one like head, was selling stuff, and I think like for most of his stuff, like the proceeds went to for like to help Macross World server. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he had was this huge box with all of the. Um, Spicy jellyfish chips. Mm. Oh, the uh, And you can get three for a buck. And as Raina didn't really say, but kind of said in the horrible fan sub, jellyfish chips is like crack. And I kept buying those because they were because <laughs> I just kept like eating bag after bag of them. And he gave me some, and right after I had some, I turned around, walked right in there, and said, where are they at? Points to them. Give me six bags. <laughs> Give me two bags, and I'm like holding these bags, because he doesn't have a bag. Yeah, so like, they are like Baby Star Ramen um, packs, so, yeah. with a sticker. Yeah. yeah. Like little stickers. I was actually thinking well, and all the stickers the... actually, like on the on the back, it was like all the stickers had been taken out. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like they'd gone through and like. That's why he was selling them so cheap because he was buying them without the stickers. Right. So I was like, yeah, they're about 150 yen just by themselves. Because mm-hmm. I was just thinking about getting a box or two and selling them with the stickers, but for like three bucks. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, so I figured it came with the stickers. No, he um, he pulled all the stickers out uh, already. I see. Uh, hmm. So was there anything else that happened? There was the tension sketch that was auctioned oh. off as right. a hefty eight hundred and even, mm-hmm. eight hundred even, and sorry, sad man that owns that beautifully <laughs> awesome, <laughs> skin. Yeah, that beautiful yeah. guy that Adrian can't stop staring at right now. Yeah. <laughs> I technically had the sketch for about three, seven days, but uh, now. And, now I have and, it. And he saw me almost stole it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was going to steal it and she was going to come right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
So, yeah, I think the con uh, did well again. So, final thoughts, anybody? Anyone want to chime in? Kyle, you judged the art contest, didn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's the art contest. Uh, yeah. All right. So, we had an art contest. <laughs> we had one every year, and I won the last two. So, I didn't think it would be right, especially since I was doing the banner art this year. So I decided, well, I want to be involved in it, so why don't I just judge it? Thanks. So didn't hear about this until ten minutes before the contest, by the way. I told you several days beforehand that I was judging Stop those shit. And you were like, oh, that's very nice. That's cool. Probably sleep-deprived and working on the Phantom. Probably. But anyway, um, the theme this time was... You can draw any Valkyrie in any situation, but it has to be in fighter mode. Hmm. That's partly because I really like fighter mode, but but everybody draws Batroids on the other, on the other uh, contest, so it's like, you know, I wanted to spice it up, because fighters are hard to do. Right. Who can't draw Mecha? Well, nobody had any reference, so they were all on the same level. They were all on the same playing field. Um... But I saw some really good art pieces. Uh, Jason uh, contributed, as did um, who, who else? Is it Jason and Doug? <laughs> Jason and Doug did. Yeah, Doug drew a great one. It was a picture of of like it, it was a really cartoony looking baby Roy, like with a little Valkyrie <laughs> on a on a what do you call those things? The Things um, about the cribs, like a mobile, like mobile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like a, it was like a VF one in a mobile. <laughs> um, and you drew, uh, it was like a VF four dropping a nuke, right? Yeah, I, I wanted. Dang. I figured. I figured Macross needs some more grit, so I figured. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and you couldn't draw destroy. So it was a VF four dropping some nuke, and it blown up in the background. Correct. Right it was, it was like a VF four dropping a dimension eater. No, it, it, it wasn't a circle. <laughs> Adrian, this this had a, a the mushroom cloud. Oh, mushroom oh he dropped it. I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was like. Out of the way and drew oh, a shadow of the negro. So they had a bunch of the grid of what reaction was. Kyle, like right before it started, was like, "Oh, Herder, you should like join the art contest." So I'm like, "No, I'm good." And then I was like, "Oh no, you know anyone can do it." And then later, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I made them draw Mecca." So I was very happy I didn't. Try. You know, between Doug and I, we were like, "Okay, wait, Kyle's judging this contest. It's probably going to be." Mecca. It's probably going to be fighters. We were so right. I wanted to change it up from last year because last year was like an I want you poster, so it was character based last year. So, okay. you know what? That's fair. I changed it up. And nobody ever does fighter stuff there, so meh. <laughs> but just, just for the record, it was Kyle, it was going to be Mecca, and fighters. We had 11 people sign up for this, Nobody's okay? judging you. I mean, yeah, I'm, just like, I'm just saying, we know you. We know you. You earned that spot in the cockpit. So tell us about yeah. the, the drawings that got submitted. Any that stuck out in your mind? Well, the one that won, yeah. And well, who won? I don't remember right now. <laughs> uh, apparently, it didn't stick out. I remember the art piece. I remember the art piece itself, yeah. though. Um, whoever won this, if you're listening right now. I'm sorry. Awesome work. Um, this person drew like a trio of VF ones, like in this winding dog fight, and there was a VF nineteen like cutting her on the side, and it was a really, it was both really uh, 
mechanically accurate to the designs as well as dynamic. Dynamic. Hmm. I knew you were going to say that, Mr. Tension. <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it looked really cool. Um, the runners up each had, like, it, one was really technically accurate, but the, it was, like, straight on views. Mm. Whereas the other one was really, you know, dynamic and action oriented, but the details weren't. We laugh at this. Because you keep saying dynamic. How else do you want me to describe it? See, okay, there's a story behind this. It was was a story. There's a story. Motion. There's a story behind this. uh, Two years ago, Tenjin um, actually judged the art contest, and all he said was dynamic. Dynamic. Give and, me a better word to describe and so, what I'm and then trying Kyle, to describe. And then Kyle said, I love how he always uses that word. What? <laughs> so, you are truly Tension's co-high. No, I'm not. I'm not that good. Alright, anyway, so... continue. He noticed my artwork. He currently wasn't that good either, so you had a good track. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was I'm a great time. I, I enjoyed judging it. I enjoyed being the watchful eye of Messer as he... Ruthlessly judged everybody's artwork. <laughs> um, oh wait, so you were cosplaying as Mister at the time? Mm-hmm. Yes. So like, as you were judging, you were literally saying, "Lines are too thick, drawn <laughs> uh, congested B, uh, mobile, incorrect balance of all the joints." Put it away. I have no words for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, you get to the last one. You just go. Each of this. What about me? Oh, yes, you. <laughs> I have no words for you. Know, the the thing about the uh, the fighter mode thing is that it it had to have the Valkyrie, but that didn't mean it had to be just the Valkyrie. So people could have added characters, or, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And I even said, you know, add backgrounds, add. Somebody could have just went from Batroy to grow up to fighter. Yeah. yeah. I would have yeah. been cool with that. Yeah, that would have yeah. been, that's what I would have did. And been like, hey, oh, yeah. you messing. I got it in. All right. Any other feedback? Who won the um, custom? Was there a custom this year? I don't no. Know. It wasn't a custom. I thought there custom. was, like, like they had judges, but I don't know who won. Nobody custom? Really entered the modeling contest. Oh, yeah. 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 Or, you know, like, I, I custom. We used to call it customs contest because everybody back in the day... Would bring in their toys, and we'd all, we'd all like pitch in one vote for who we thought did the best. Something that I liked, since I'm purely a mecha guy, was the uh, the 148 uh, enemy mechs by uh, Nightmare Before Macross. Oh, yeah. I, I, I thought his customs were awesome. The, there, there was just the a, a herd of them. Yeah. And you know, I didn't get to meet you, Alex, but. <clears throat> Your work is great, man. So, it stuck out. The Benson has spoken. Yes. yes. I'm not wrong. No. He's not. <laughs> the never wrong. Has spoken. He's like, I'm not right, but I'm never wrong. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully, uh, going into 2017, uh, hopefully the con will grow. Uh, I vote for more Benson at the cons. Yes. There will be more Benson yeah, next year. More Benson. And we'll have to give two, him an Emeka arranged episode assignment. Episode two. We'll, might do a Don't Wake Bogue cosplay. Whatever you do. Where I just sleep all day and as soon as I wake up I just scream Go to hell Wakiri and I try and go back to sleep until the next person wakes me up. I can bring a vast collection of Macross 2 mechs. I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> you can find them for ten bucks each. <laughs> One could hope. At, at the con, they had like the. Um, one of the biggest collections of Macross 2 merchandise ever, um, of which I contributed six items. Nice. Yeah, five novels in the uh, Japanese hey, manga collection. Adrian would be happy to know that if I push eject on this PlayStation 3 right now, Macross 2 is going to pop out. It's a really weird way to say coaster. <laughs> <laughs> So, going into 2017, a Benson-less Macross convention. This will be the last time Benson appears on the Macross speaker podcast. <laughs> and he's not wrong. <laughs> and he's not wrong. Uh, I didn't say he's... I didn't add that he's not wrong part. Uh, oh, no, I did. I did, because he's not wrong. He's You're, fired. Wrong. You're fired. You're fired. You can't fire me. <laughs> so I guess we'll close with that. And see how things go next year, and hopefully everyone can start promoting things and uh, start working on ideas. That's always been my issue with it. So, we'll save issues for another cast, another time. <laughs> but I'm tired and I need to get some sleep. All right. So, starting from my left, where can everyone be found? Summit can be found at Isamility on Twitter. <laughs> um. Animal, so you can find me on Twitter at, at Darth Sith Revan. Say that again? Darth Sith Revan. So, okay. I'm Syrian. Um, find me on Facebook at Okidaseni Cosplay. At what? what Okidaseni Cosplay. Like Semi the bug? Like Okida, semi? yeah, Okida, oh. Okida as in Okida from Sinsengumi. Uh, <laughs> semi yeah. as in Cicada. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you can find Dylan in the back room. <laughs> Dylan the cat. Dylan the cat is crying for attention in the back. You can room. usually find him on top of the microwave, staring <coughs> out the window, wishing he was outside. Annika. Uh, you can find me on my Facebook page. I'm at Neo Leo Cosplay. Um, on my Twitter and Yonvid. I, I don't know if the mic picked that up. Sweetie. Good. That's good. I'll be blatantly honest with you guys. I don't remember if my Twitter account is Falcon KPD or the Valkyrie Hanger right now. You have both, but one's like super inactive. Yeah. I think it's the Valkyrie Hanger that's actually active. I think that's the one. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Too. That's what I use. Okay. Yeah, follow Go him. Go with that one. Because I'll probably be doing, I'll probably be collaborating with him more, especially with this fan dub coming up. Yes, it's Valky- Yes, it is Valkyrie Hanger. Valkyrie, Valkyrie Hanger, there you go. Valkyrie Hanger. Valkyrie. No, Valkyrie. No, but you're not on Facebook, though, right? <laughs> What's that? You're not on Facebook, though, right? I mean, I am as myself. Okay. Nobody likes him. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes him. I am as myself, but, you know, that's I, I don't have a not a lot to tell about. If you really knew him, you wouldn't like him. I do have a Facebook for my webcomic that is a Macross fan comic. Mm. It's called Macross Elysium. Check it out. It's good. It is good. Follow it. Really? Yeah. It's very good. Benson? Dude, we all love it. I, I like his little web comic yeah. thing. The Benson has spoken. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Benson the Slonk on Facebook, um, across US uh, Facebook group. Yep. Um, yeah. Find him there. Uh, definitely not on Twitter, but uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, on Macross Fans US. Group that's mine. 
the Macross Delta with the triangle, not the other one. Yeah, it's Macross Triangle Delta. Yeah. And you like, can find it, it on Like there. an actual triangle, not the word triangle. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah, and that's about it. And um, you can find me at uh, Goobubba Blog. Um, I generally, since I finished the rewatch, I generally update only about once a week, if that. But I do have two big projects that I'm working on currently. Uh, the translation of the Do You Remember Love novelization, which is very interesting in that it is telling the same story as the movie, but not using any of the same scenes or dialogue as the movie. Um, it's cool, and I upload about one chapter a month. And I'm working on the Macross Delta novel, um, which is not quite as interesting, but still pretty interesting. And I upload a chapter of that whenever I finish one. So, goobabablog.wordpress.com And you can find me uh, at Mike in Redlands. Um, and uh, Adrian and I are still working on the uh, Delta Blu-ray. Uh, so. And Mike, I, you know, I just realized that this is like... I mean, we're both on many episodes of the Speaker Podcast. We've never been on together. But we've never been on together before. Yeah, it's a exactly. first. Yeah, and probably the last time, too. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and Adrian. Oh, just yeah. Kidding. Um... I'm Adrian, and you can continue to block me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl, do you want to be found? Well, I, I, what? I can't tell him who I am on Twitter? Yeah, well, let him finish. No. Uh, once kidding. <laughs> How will they know to block him if they don't know who he is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. no. Once again, you can, <laughs> you can continue to block me on Twitter, at GiantRobo, where you can ask me any Macross-related question about toys or what's going on in Japan. Or if you have any Yomushi pedal questions. And I think that's it. And in Gwen Campbell fashion, we are now folding out. Come on.